Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Here we go. What you think about. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and today we've got an exciting show for you. But before I introduce our guest today and we get talking with um, Medor uh, Magazine, which is specifically designed for those living with dementia, I am uh, just going to do a few shout-outs. First, I want to thank uh, the Mark Arneson Band. They do our opening music, which is called Clarion Call, and if you like that, you can download it on any of your favorite music platforms. For those of you that are new to our show, we go for about an hour. We are True Talk Radio, and we like to have sound information for you, not just sound bites. We like to talk to people in the trenches from those diagnosed to family members, a variety of businesses, advocates, researchers, and so forth. So maybe, just maybe if you're listening, Maybe you've got the next story we need to tell. You can call in today because we are live at 323-870-4602. That's 323-870-4602. Now, um, let's see. We've got a lot of stuff going on. COVID still strong uh, here in the United States and I know in many other parts of the world. So I want to mention two support groups that I'm involved with. I think it's really important for people to stay connected. And um, right now we are doing virtual for Arthur's Memory Cafe, which we meet the second and the fourth fourth Wednesday of each month at 1 p.m. Central. So that would be 2 o'clock Eastern, noon Mountain Time, and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That is for people with dementia and their care partners. Also with... um, Brookdale North Oaks and the Shoreview Community Center. We do a program called Caregiver Connect. We were meeting in person the last two we have done virtually. That meets the last Wednesday of each month at 10 o'clock. And I should mention Arthur's Memory Cafe um, is sponsored by Arthur Senior Care as well. They just do such a a wonderful, wonderful job uh, with things also want to mention Dementia Map. If you're not familiar with it, you're going to want to check it out. It's a global resource directory uh, that myself and Dave Wiedrich, uh, who has the Memory Cafe directory for five different countries, have built. We have 150 different categories that people can search, and it is free. You don't have to sign in or build an account. There's not going to be any pop-ups bothering you. And if you have a resource product or tool or information, we'd love to have you be part. Uh, We have both uh, free listings as well as enhanced ones. Let me do also um, a shout out to Picnic Health. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but Picnic Health is an Alzheimer's disease research study. And actually by signing up, you automatically can get $25. And what they do, um, they collect and digitize all of your medical records into one online account. And then you can consent to share your anonymized data from your records with medical researchers. And by examining the real world data from your medical records, researchers can find answers that they couldn't find uh, necessarily in clinical trials. So it's important um, you know, for us to kind of build a war chest and figure out what's causing this and, you know, how how does uh, Alzheimer's work with other diseases as well. So feel free to share your story. Just go to picnichealth.com forward slash speaks. That's picnichealth.com 
www.thepowerofpositivity.com forward slash speaks. And also, if you care for someone who um, has Alzheimer's disease, you can, of course, sign them up as well. Um, you just, of course, have to make sure that you have legal authority to do that. We are going to hear from the footbar walker, um, or I should say about the footbar walker from uh, the adaptive equipment and caregiving corner, and then we will be right back and talk with our guests. I love the footbar walker, and let me tell you why. It is the option for my toolbox that I've been waiting for. Let's be honest. There are some clients who, despite our best rehab efforts, just aren't able to return to performing a sit-to-stand transfer on their own. Now I can offer my caregivers an easier, safer option that doesn't involve hoisting their loved one up from a sitting position. I don't recommend this walker for all of my clients, but I do recommend this walker for those caregivers looking for an easier, safer option with transfers. I would also encourage other therapists to add this walker to their toolbox. It's kind of like having my own mobile parallel bars for the client to pull up on. Whether it's a family caregiver at home helping a loved one with Parkinson's or dementia, CNAs in a long-term care facility assisting their patients, or therapists adapting to client and caregiver-specific needs, we now have a very safe and effective option to offer in the footbar walker. Check this product out at thefootbarwalker.com. That's it for today from Adaptive Equipment and Caregiving Corner. Have a great day, and don't forget, if you can't do it, adapt it. I love that, Walker. If you haven't checked it out, you really need to do that. And uh, it's absolutely fabulous. Now, let's get to our story today. I'm really excited because I think this is such a need. There's actually a magazine designed for those living with dementia. So I'm uh, going to introduce you to Nikki uh, Jardin and uh, Tavay Vachey Drake, who are the co-founders of the magazine uh, Medora, and um, it is, it, it, you know, it is just fantastic to have them both with us today, because this magazine is a, uh, a an ad-free, leisure-oriented online or print publication that was created specifically for the enjoyment of people experiencing dementia or related illnesses uh, like brain trauma. Um, maybe there's other different types of cognitive impairment. There's, so, you know, the neurodiverseness of what's going on in the brain these days has really expanded. So there's so many terms out there that people are using. And this can really help families and communities. And again, those that are living alone with their uh, cognitive impairment. So uh, Nikki Jarden uh, has followed a number of creative paths throughout her life, and she loves exploring nature, playing music, and writing about the wonder and beauty of the world in all its forms. And so welcome, Nikki. I'm thrilled to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Lori. It's really a thrill to be here. I really appreciate you having us on our on your show. Well, you, you guys and your work is really important. So let me go ahead and introduce uh, Tavay Fache uh, Drake, and she is the artistic director, the writer, entertainer, and she's an optimist. Uh, having a mother who was diagnosed with MS at an early age um, really kind of formed a lot of her work, including um, early breeding and training of companion and therapy and service dogs, which is such a cool concept in and of itself that so many people don't know. So, today, thank you so much for joining us today. Lori, thanks for having us on. It's a huge honor, and I'd, I'd just like to publicly say the whole world is better for the work that you're doing, so thank you for Dementia Map and for the Alzheimer Speaks programming that you're doing. Oh, thank you. That is so kind. You know, I always like to start out asking people if they've been personally touched by dementia in their own, you know, uh, family or circle of friends. And so, uh, Tavay, do you mind taking that question first? I don't mind at all. So my grandmother uh, was, and I were very close, and her mother had come to live with us at some point in time. Um, she was getting into her later years, and 
clearly had dementia. I don't even remember what we called it then, and I was, I was quite young. But it was such a formative part of my really early years. I was about four years old, and we would essentially just spend time together. You know, we would spend hours together. This is when I was pre, preschool age. So talking, not talking, in the yard, in the house, and it was like having a companion for me. And so I think as I got older and then later with my mom and her MS, which comes with its own types of cognitive impairment, it just reminds me of that, those moments that I had and the fact that we all have loved ones, whether it's a friend, a family member, a neighbor, uh, somebody who's in our close circle or, or one step out that are touched by either brain trauma, dementia, some other form of cognitive impairment, maybe and they're on the spectrum, something. We all have people that we care about in our lives, and they're people we care about. So we want to have experiences with them. We want to keep sharing with them. We want to keep connecting with them. And maybe they're not the same as they were before, or maybe a person has only known them since they have been like this. But regardless, they are um, people that still have a very robust uh, ability in, in, in being a human being, right, in being themselves. And it, it might be different than before or it might be different than what somebody is used to, um, but, but it's a very valuable thing. And to be able to still spend that time with them I think is really important. Oh, I and, agree. And in positive ways, and in playful ways, right, you know, fun, playful, um, or even just sitting, spending time together, you know, holding mm-hmm. somebody's hand or just sitting together and doing nothing sometimes, but being present. You know, it's really exactly. important. We don't do enough of that, any of us. Exactly. I totally agree with you. Um, Nikki, how about you? Have you personally been touched um, in your own family or circle of friends with someone uh, diagnosed with dementia or having symptoms? I have. Um, my grandmother um, had Alzheimer's. Um, she lived actually to be in her late 90s. Um, and currently, I have an aunt who was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's at the age of 63. Um, and I have been uh, helping her. She's in a care facility now. She's in memory care. Um, she's 68. Um, and she has been uh, just a joy to be around these last several years as her as her life has uh, changed and her um, being has changed. But I love being able to experience her along the way on her journey. And this was actually these experiences I've had with her is what inspired um, the creation of Mirador magazine. Um, just because I was looking for different sorts of reading materials, uh, more accessible reading materials for Rebecca and for people like her. Um, But we've been, she was diagnosed um, a few years ago, and we had been seeing some changes with her, and it came to light through uh, friends that, you know, her brain had been changing pretty significantly, and she was having some trouble just managing daily life and daily tasks and you know myself and other family members came in to help her navigate uh, her particular journey and it's really been a um, it's been an honor a privilege and really eye-opening to see how primarily how people interact with folks with a dementia diagnosis um, the caregiver community which has been absolutely extraordinary um, and just the way that this diagnosis has affected her personally um, in the very real health aspect of it, but also emotionally. And I was really struck, I've been struck um, for these last few years at how people living with dementia, experiencing dementia as they go through it, there are different attitudes around it where some people really are you know, embracing the change and ready to really find a way to uh, work with the changes in their brains. And other people 
maybe finding that there was a stigma attached to it. And that was one thing that Rebecca really struggled with, my aunt, was having a stigma attached to her dementia diagnosis. And it's something that uh, myself and Tave have really been um, interested in helping change this perspective for people. I know that your work, too, also addresses some of this in that finding a way to maybe take some of this stigma off this so that people can find the help that they need earlier. One of the things that my aunt did was, you know, she had some shame around her dementia diagnosis and hid it from the family for quite some time. And um, I hope that as more people become aware of the different sorts of neurodivergent um, issues that you had uh, touched upon, that people think of a dementia diagnosis as something not to be hidden or ashamed of. I agree. I agree. I think that is so important. And, and again, it's a huge factor. Um, I'm going to ask you, you know, you had mentioned that it sounded like your aunt really was the inspiration um, behind Medora Magazine. Can you give us some more insight to that at all? So when Rebecca was moving into uh, her care facility, um, it was a big change for her. You know, she was young. She was 63 years old and moving into a care facility where people around her were much older. Um, that was a significant change for her already. Um, and I was trying to – she moved down closer uh, to be with me. I'm her only family in this area. And so – you know, I was with her on a, on a fairly, almost a daily basis for quite some time, just to help, uh, to help her settle into this new living situation. And so I was looking for things to to help her along the way to find some comfort. Um, she has always liked to read. She actually was a magazine um, editor and a contributor, and a researcher for a conservation magazine in the Washington State area, and you know, well-read, enjoyed magazines, enjoyed books, um, but primarily, you know, like to read Nat Geo and Time and, and all of these uh, sorts of magazines. And so I was looking for uh, things to have in her apartment that she can access. And I was surprised to find, actually, that there weren't any periodicals designed specifically for people living with brain change. I mm -hmm. saw a lot of puzzles and game books, you know, and that was all well and good. I saw there's a woman that creates some chapter books that are short sentence, short chapter, uh, you know, fiction books for people um, experiencing dementia. But I didn't see any leisure-oriented, just magazines that had um, shorter sentences, larger type, um, something that was a little bit more accessible than a typical magazine with its very small print, lots of imagery um, where, you know, the stories are very, very long and sort of involved in over several pages. I was looking for something that was a little bit more, um, uh, a little simpler than that. And I was surprised to find nothing. And I have a writing background. I was a freelance writer for several years. I worked on magazines. My family comes from a publishing background. Uh, they created a, news, a trade newspaper way back in the day. So I have that sort of um, experience. And so I thought, well, perhaps there should be there should be something like this for people like my aunt. And so we went about uh, creating it. I was able to. Um, asked Tave if uh, she could help me. She, I've always said that you know I'm a I'm a pretty decent writer. I'm a good writer, but I'm not I'm not a graphics person. I'm not a graphics designer. Um, Tave and I know each other. We actually play music together in a couple of different bands, and Tave is always the one to design our posters and to help us with our graphics on the website and things like that. So I knew that I wanted somebody to come in and help me lay out this magazine because that that was the most important thing that it actually looked the way I wanted it to look and be accessible visually. Um, and so that's, that's sort of the, the, the early inspiration around it. Um, and yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, Tabe, anything you want to add to that at all? Well, I would love to just take uh, the sort of pull the baton out of Nikki's hand or, or put my open hand out for her when she passed it to me when she said, 
what makes Mirador accessible. And I think the thing that is, is so uh, specific about Mirador, and unlike other publications out there, we have no ads in our magazine. So there, it is completely ad-free. Um, in addition to that, I would want to mention that it is for people with types of brain change, um, but it can be used by a, a wider variety of people. But that is not to say that the subject matter is specifically about brain change. So I, I often will make the comparison of something like, let's pretend this was a magazine for people who were colorblind. Well, it would be accessible for them, but it wouldn't mean that all of the articles or the puzzles were about being colorblind. And so I just want to put that up right up front. This is, this is not um, a publication that is um, it's going to be talking about dementia. It's not going to be you know, going into health situations in regards to that. It's for enjoyment of people experiencing brain change and their family, friends, and community. And so it is accessible for the person who has dementia or other impairments because we're using sans serif font, so there's no extra, you know, phalanges flying around on the font. It's very clear to read. It is a larger typeface. We use short, clear sentences, um, and that's not to say they're Dick and Jane short either, but they're, they're bite-sized. And then our paragraphs contain their information, so there's not a lot of roaming about. You know, you, you have each paragraph, and it has its information in the next. Also, we have borders around things, which help guide the eye. And the page is friendly to the eye. It's the colors we're using. We did a fair amount of research into different colors and um, imagery that works for the dementia mind, that works for somebody who has a brain impairment or who's coming out of a traumatic brain injury and is working their way back uh, to, to something closer than before as well as people who are progressing further away from what they were before. So the colors are not, you know, they're not uh, cartoon-style colors. Uh, in addition to that, it's the feel of the paper magazine. So we do offer Mirador both in print as well as online. And the print version has a heavier cardstock, and it is matte finish, so it has a a nice texture to it and the weight of it, it just feels good in the hand. So there's that as well. And then we feature many photos. So there's a, a large amount of photos that have to do with nature, there's animals, and then there are people and a lot of smiling faces. So we have bits of news that are shorter, they're positive. Um, and you know, as we all know, you can never see enough happy people or smiling faces. Um, and then in addition to that, we have activities that can be done alone or with friends or in a larger group if it was a care facility. And then uh, a number of puzzles. And often our puzzles that are something like, for example, it might be a find the difference. Unlike something that was strictly illustrated to find the difference, we create our own photos. And then you're finding the difference between the photos. Uh, similarly with the, our object find. So the fact that we're using um, the photos, it makes it a little easier on the brain than strictly uh, illustrative. And lastly, there's always a recipe and some information about food stuff in there. And, we, you know, we find our, our family and friends, sometimes they get to a point where eating, either they forget to eat, they're not interested in eating. And so it's always nice to have something that really entices the salivary glands. Um, sometimes it's a sweet, um, and, and we know for people with dementia, they, they get more prone to having a sweet tooth, and that's a nice thing. So we're offering some, some healthy options and you know, some, some fun material. And then I just want to say that while it is it's accessible in those ways. Uh, we're not carrying over to the next page, you know, or five pages later for your article. It's, it's one and done. You've read it, and there you go. You have images that go with it. Um, but I, I'm a parent, 
and so having children, it's the type of thing where, you know, you want this to be enjoyable for the demographic audience, right? That's our people with mm-hmm. dementia, our people with traumatic brain injury, et cetera. But for their friends, family, loved ones, you want it to be enjoyable for them too. Similarly to when you have children and they're listening to kids' music, it's awfully nice if it can be something the parents or the grandparents or the neighbors enjoy as well. So we take great pride in making sure that Mirador is something that can be enjoyed by all because that is the way we're able to keep making connections. So for the individual, they're making their own connections internally and with the outside world, as well as when we're sharing it with somebody else. Um, you're making connections with other people. And if everybody enjoys it, you know, we're all having a better time. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, one of the things, because uh, you guys have sent me out a sample and stuff for me to be able to see uh, that I like is it isn't it isn't childlike at all. Um, most people who pick it up, I don't even think would necessarily recognize um, all of the differences because it's done in a really classy way, a real comfortable way, you know, with, like you said, the, the print, the print size, the photos, it's just a very welcoming magazine, um, though it's, a, you know, it's a simpler design, but I, I don't know if everyone would really pick up the differences because it does talk about a lot of different things. And like you said, it doesn't just focus on, on dementia at all. It's, it's about the world and, and our surroundings and, and what is going on. I know my mom would have really appreciated something like that. Reading was very important to her. And, um, you know, she lived with the disease for 30 years, but even when she moved into the nursing home um, way back, uh, she would read the paper or appear to read the paper because that was her habit, but she couldn't read the paper anymore. You know, and the paper didn't have any pictures. It wasn't something she could flip through as easily as a magazine. And, you know, there would be times I'd come in and see her and it was evident she wasn't reading because it was upside down, but it was really important for her um, to keep that habit up you know, even just to hold, you know, hold something to read uh, for her. And I just think she probably could have read longer, something that was simpler and designed easier for her and could have transferred from the paper to the magazine probably pretty easily um, in terms of doing that and, and truly have been engaged versus just doing something out of out of habit. Um, Nikki, anything that you want to add to, to what Tave had, had mentioned? She went into such great detail of, you know, the, the, the thoughtfulness you guys have put into this magazine is incredible. Well, thank you. We, we spent quite a bit of time, um, well over a year um, before we published the first issue, um, really working at it and talking with people, um, talking with people that work with uh, people with a dementia diagnosis, doing a bunch of research. We really wanted to um, create something that people would enjoy. Um, I really appreciate you saying that your mother would have enjoyed it. And I also appreciate you saying that looking at it, you it doesn't look childish. That was incredibly important uh, to us. It is really important to us when each version that we create, we've uh, published three issues now, and we're working on our fourth issue. Um, and one of the things that is absolutely imperative is that it does not look like something for a child. A lot of the things that I was, you know, were seeing for people uh, with dementia is that there's a childlike aspect to it. And these are not children. These are adults and with um, that would like to have something created for them as the adults that they are. And I also appreciate you saying that people that people just like to hold something and the, the process of reading, the act of reading. I find people find that very comforting. I know that my aunt for a long time walked around with magazines that she was no longer able to access, but she liked having them in her hand because that was what yep. she was used to. Yeah. Um, and so I could to tell that she wasn't able to read them because she would, you know, ask me to read them for her or it was the same magazine for weeks and weeks and weeks and it would become dog-eared and, um, and that, that sort of thing. But I, I think it's really important that we continue um, 
offering things that are familiar and comforting. Mm-hmm. Even if they may not be able to absorb the story or read the story, you know, absolutely verbatim, I think it's still important and comforting for the for the body, for the mind to continue activities that are familiar and comforting to ourselves. I, I totally And that totally was one of the reasons why we create. Yeah, yeah I, um, you know, in looking at it, I mean, really, I think this should be almost in every beauty shop, you know, just even for older eyes. And a lot of the magazines that are in there, um, I know people are, a lot of people are looking at, but really can't read them um, just because you know, of eye changes alone. And this would still give them something, you know, to look at um, and pass the time with as well. And, and and I've seen many, you know, go into the beauty shops and, and you know, they've got cognitive impairment. And, you know, there are, um, well, and it's kind of difficult now with COVID, but in a lot of the dementia communities and assisted livings, you know, they have beauty shops within them. This would be a great, great asset to have in in their communities, in beauty shops, in um, their rec areas, you know, or lounge areas as well, uh, just to, to give people an, another choice there. Um, you know, we've already touched on this a little bit, but I want to go, um, I want to dig a little bit further in terms of um, who you think the mag- who the magazine was originally designed for, and maybe with feedback, has that <clears throat> has that changed? Has it expanded? Because I could see that um, expanding from past, you know, just people with dementia and cognitive issues. I'm so glad you said this. I'm going to let Tave expand on this too, but um, you're absolutely right. We had a, a target audience in mind um, when this was created. Um, to fill a void for something that wasn't there. But one of the things that we've learned um, over the last uh, year and a half is that there is a huge reach that this could actually be helpful for. Um, We have friends that um, experiencing a cognitive impairment that actually just really enjoy the magazine for the reason that you said it's it's a it's a comfortable read it's, it's it has a lot of uh, different exciting stories in it um, it's just fun fun to look at um, we have a friend um, her neighbor has a autoimmune disease and she's in her 20s and has a hard time reading magazines and other periodicals she really loves this magazine um, just based on her own on her own needs. So we're seeing lots of different applications for it. People that are possibly learning to uh, read English is also mm-hmm. another another aspect of it. Uh, people that want to um, show it to grade age uh, children. Um, so there's lots of different people that are on an, an autism spectrum. So we're seeing lots of different um, utilizations for this. I'm gonna let Tave also expand on that. I think you covered it. You did a pretty great job, Nick. Good work. <laughs> um, so we were, we were. I'm so glad you asked, though, Lori, because we were talking about this the other day, and you know, we did a a great deal of testing, right? We went mm-hmm. into care facilities. We, you know, we worked with people one on one. We gave uh, template magazines to friends. Uh, we so we got input in different ways, and we saw firsthand how how it can be used. Um, and, you know, we have a coloring page, but that's not to say it's a, you know, it's like an adult coloring book, but not overly detailed. So that's a nice thing for anybody, right? Um, mm-hmm. Again, because of the cardstock, you could even watercolor on that if you wanted. But, but we were, so we were talking about this a little more, and I likened it to the skin so soft phenomena, you know, where <laughs> skin so soft was an Avon product and, you know, People wore it uh, as a as a nice sort of way of smelling fresh or whatnot and, and having a supple skin. And then when I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Africa, I had a, a, a colleague, a friend, who was using it as bug repellent. And it turned out this was a thing, right? And so people in the know started using it as a bug repellent. Well, fast forward 10 or 20 years, and now... Anybody who wants to go camping and not use DEET can use Skin So Soft, and they actually market it for that now. So you don't have to go to an Avon party and whatnot. 
Um, so I, I think about Mirador that way too. You know, we have uh, we have a person in mind. Yeah, I should say we have a group of people in mind um, that we're thinking of. But in addition, we're it's become very apparent English as a second language. We have an online component that's all Spanish. So for anybody who's learning Spanish or who is a Spanish speaker, that's out there as well. And in our busy day and age, we want to have things that we can look at, enjoy in bite-sized pieces, consume quickly or leisurely but not drag on and on. So like some light reading material before bed or in between something with say like you mentioned you're waiting at a um in a um a beauty parlor or you're waiting in line somewhere or you're looking on your phone at the website um we also have audio of all of the articles online so you can listen as well people could listen they could read they could be listening and read too they could read and listen at the same time so we're offering a lot of different options and and that we're finding is a nice thing for not just our loved ones who have brain change, uh, but for everybody, parents that have children that they would like to have something of quality for the kids and not worry about what sort of thing is, are they going to be enticed to try and buy, right? Because again, mm-hmm. we have no advertising. Um, for, for somebody who's coming from a different language, the fact that this is clear and again, straightforward, what a wonderful thing you know, to, to bridge that gap and have it be not, you know, not a specific language reader, but that's giving you a well-rounded positive thing. And then again, I, 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 just, I keep bringing back our, our images, but we have a closer look page, for example. It's one full photo within the magazine that you can just look at. You're just going to look at it and notice detail. Um, it's, it's obviously different each time. But that's a nice thing for everybody. You know, it's a a little bit of a respite from the busy world and uh, a bit of self-care. So what we've been hearing from people is we had somebody write in and say, um, it's smart and it's witty and it's not condescending. So Mm -hmm. that was from a parent, right? Then Mm -hmm. we had somebody else, uh, that was Rory N. Thank you for doing this. It's a beacon for so many of us. We are not alone from Kim O. Um, then Greg loved the Dune buddy buggy article. There's a little something for everybody. So I also want to just mention we're not looking at just one gender, right? We want to make this enjoyable for people of all genders. Mm-hmm. He, she, they, either, neither. And and so we're always trying to put in there's music, something about music in each art in each um uh, volume. We've got, I mentioned the recipes, we have puzzles, we have the photos. There's a comic that is ever changing, but it's using photos as well. <laughs> and you can enjoy it with the reading it, or you can enjoy it without reading it. It's very light in the words, but you know, that's an awful fun thing too. And we have some tech stuff, like a little bit gadgety, um, and some things that are more art oriented. And then there's usually a, um, I guess I keep referring to it as the nostalgia piece. So we also have a wellness page. And I I mentioned, um, well, I've I've mentioned the the recipes. So Peace, Love, and Soup, I have a podcast. So we contribute the recipes and whatnot. But we have many contributors. So I know you had Tipa Snow on your show recently. Mm Mm-hmm. And of positive approach to care, we're such huge, huge fans of hers. And uh, early on, when Nikki's aunt was diagnosed, we started going to. This was pre-COVID, and so when people was still doing in-person stuff with um, Oregon Care Partners, they would have whole, you know, big events, and we were mm-hmm. able to go to, on two different occasions in person. Uh, so big fans of hers really helped inform uh, a lot about our work. And so one of her team, Judy Stock of Positive Approach to Care, is now our contributor for the wellness page. And then we have, mm -hmm, and that's just, uh, it's such a gift to us. And then Kathy Lauren Hugh of Wiser Now Wednesdays, she, as of volume three, 
is now the person responsible for the wonderful light news page mm-hmm. pages I should say that we have and and then and then other people that are contributing Tibor Demi of Life Boost Fit uh, we had Baba Wage Jakite who's an artist uh, and a Malian um, storyteller and ceramicist we did an article on him uh, but in addition he just shared uh, some old Malian stories and artwork with us for that and so so the variety is there the the I think that, how am I trying to say this? It, there's breadth to it. Mm-hmm. There's breadth to it, yeah. Yep. And, and so thanks. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to everybody who's reading. Thanks to people that are writing in. If you ever call, you're going to get one of us on the phone. I mean, we're, we're a two-person operation, although <laughs> we want to say thanks to um, uh, Ty Junker, who is our graphic designer, and she's amazing. She, you know, we can hand her this stuff, and then I can say, how about kind of this color of green, you know, not pea soup, but kind of like the kind of evergreen, but a little bit. And she, you know, she does it and, and we, mm-hmm. we work with her and she's just amazing. Um, and Lucinda Drake, one of my daughters has been doing the coloring pages and some other illustrations for us. So, so thanks for that as well. But it, basically we're a, we're a small all woman team at this point. And um, yeah, we just appreciate everybody so much. And it, it's, it, you're going to get one of us if you write or call. And so if you want to chat up, chat us up about anything, you know, what you're up to, what, what we're up to, you have questions or how to purchase or other ideas, things you'd like to see, uh, let us know. Okay. Yeah, we um, love love talking to people. Well, you know, it's it's the best way to to get feedback and get pumped up at the same time, you know, um, to keep moving forward and expanding ideas and and things. So I, I love um, the number of people you've pulled in, uh, you know, to assist in this project. It's it's just so important, and uh, I, I think it's fantastic. You know, we've I think we've kind of covered um, what makes it accessible. Um, to people in terms of, you know, from a, from a reading angle. And I love that you guys, you know, have audio recordings too. I wasn't aware of that. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, how do people access the audios? So we create, when we uh, publish our uh, print issue, um, almost simultaneously, it takes us usually a couple of days um, to get the audio up. Um, we have an online version of the magazine. It's a flip book, an online flip book that we put on the website. Uh, we always have a sample edition up for people that just want to see what we're up to. And so folks can take a go to miradormagazine.com and go to um, the R Magazines tab and take a look at samples. Um, they can actually see all of Volume 1. Um, we're always going to leave that up on the website so people can get a feel for us. Um, there are samples of volume two and three. They can click on the link that we've provided and a eight page sampler will pop up including audio. And so there'll be a little, uh, looks like a little audio player on the page and they can click that and hear a narrated version of whatever story they wanna listen to. And those are recorded, again, this is a, this is a grassroots organization. They're recorded, mm-hmm. those stories are narrated by myself and, and Tave and other uh, friends that we've roped in to help us with that. And that uh, feature... Yeah, thanks, thanks to Nathan Wilk for doing some of it. Yes. We had an intern last year named Nathan Wilk who did some writing and um, some wonderful audio recording as well. And Brian Delaney of Peace, Love, and Soup. And um, yes, go ahead, Nikki. Sorry but, about that. Yeah. No, you're fine. Um, but the audio version um, is really important, and we're finding more and more how much that is appreciated by people. In fact, I talked to a subscriber yesterday who looks forward to the online version. That's how she interacts uh, with the magazine with her husband. He enjoys flipping through the pages, the print magazine, when he gets it. Um, but they also will sit with the audio version so he can read along with that, and that seems to be a real way for him to engage with the with the written material in a way that's a little bit easier for him. And so we are mm-hmm. realizing more and more how important that audio uh, portion is for folks. 
Yeah, I could almost see um, this being used in, in multiple different ways from a activities in family for people listening, but also, and, and maybe you do this already, but posing a question or two. So if it's on travel, you know, asking, you know, what was your favorite vacation? Because some people in earlier stages, you know, might want to write or might want to have a conversation with who's around them. But just having those prompts or or if communities decided to use this, um, you know, staff is so tight right now, the more we can provide them um, to engage people with, the, the easier it can, it makes their job to be. So just maybe having a question or two to pose to people at the end of an article oh, yeah. um, to to get their brain thinking, you know, even if even if it's not written down or not stated, but just getting them mm -hmm. to, to think about that um, might be something of interest, too. So just thought I would throw that in I, there. I appreciate you bringing that up because we failed to mention that. We do actually have those in our magazine. So there's usually around six to eight of them in each volume where there might be a thing that says, you know, tell a story about baking. Or mm -hmm. what's something you might find at the beach, or you know various things. We'll have these different prompts, and mm -hmm. so that's a way of again having a conversation, or even just thinking about it. If it's just if it's just done solo, um, Im imaging something, you know, smelling. What is what does it smell like? Our word searches and other things. There's usually a like a lead-in paragraph where we try and entice the senses. So it's you know, imagine you're here, you're in such a place, you know, you're at the beach, you're feeling the sand under your feet, the the wind is going um, by you, you can hear this and that whistling, those sorts of things. So you're feeling it, you're smelling it, you're, you know, you're tasting it depending. And, um, and so we, we try and use a lot of that sort of imagery in general, or sensory imagery, if you will, and then put those prompts in. And then I love you. And then that is a springboard, basically, for just doing more of that, you know, or mm -hmm. thinking up your own questions. Uh, we also have a craft, so aside from the page that could be colored in or watercolored, um, we have a postcard craft on the back page. So the back cover on the inside, there'll be a, basically like a postcard that was written by somebody. And then there's a postcard that could be cut out and filled in for fun or actually mailed to somebody. And we've had people cut them out and send them to other people. And we've even received some back ourselves asking for a subscription, which is really, is really sweet. So we know they do go through the mail, but, you know, even the idea of writing or dictating, you know, oh, <laughs> let's, if we were going to talk to whomever, right, fill in the blank, aunt so-and-so, the neighbor, whomever, what would we want to write and tell them? You know that maybe something was spurred in their their minds, and then it could be either dictated and someone else could write it, or the person could write it themselves. So we have postcard crafts, we have the color page, which you could you know you're free to free to print them out online from the online one or make copies of them so they can be used in facilities, they can be used in groups, they could be used over and over again. Uh, the cooking is simple. These are often either no-cook or low-cook things that can be done, you know, with small groups, with larger groups as an activity. You could blow them up um, and put them up with an overhead um, or, again, pull it up online and, and do that in a larger format with larger groups of people in a, in a whole care facility or with a bunch of friends for fun. And, you you know, there's there's a wide variety of things that, could engage any type of reader, listener, um, observer, um, introvert or extrovert. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one of the things uh, that just flashed through my head, and I can't believe I didn't um, mention it earlier, but libraries, there are many, many libraries that have dementia-friendly um, areas, and they're putting packets together. This would be a wonderful addition to those packets. Um, into that area for people uh, with, with cognitive issues. Um, and, you know, it's just, like I said, it's just done so, so respect um, that it would be absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, 
Also, I was thinking about, you know, neurologists, doctors' offices, um, you know, gerontologists, um, neuropsych, um, you know, a lot of them have magazines in their office. And again, maybe that's cut down because of COVID, but those could all be great, great possibilities um, for this magazine as well. Uh, it would be nice to... Thank you so it would much. Be nice Thank you when for you, saying that. Yeah, it would be nice to go someplace that has something specific to why you're there, because some people are really looking <laughs> for 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 tools and and things that will align with their needs, you know, at that point. And that's not usually what you find. You just find what's on the shelf, you know, what you can grab off of, you know, Walgreens or CVS magazine rack. And um, mm. that doesn't always always help people. And this is something that can give people um, pride and purpose and let them feel like they're they're fitting in um, in our world today that, that someone cares enough uh, to make changes uh, and so that they can adapt to something that they still love to do. Uh, I, I think that's it's majorly, majorly huge. Um, you know, you gave us some great quotes from people um, enjoying and reacting to the magazine. You can tell that they're, that they're engaged. I want to make sure that we give people information in terms of, you know, how to reach out to you and how to get information. So, the website, and I'm going to spell this out for people, is M I R A D O R, and then magazine M A G A Z I N E dot com. So uh, miradormagazine dot com, and we have a link on the website and the blog and and everything for this. You can also email them at Mirador Mag, and so that's M-I-R-A-D-O-R, and then Mag, M-A-G, at gmail.com. Their phone number is 503-644-2113. So that's 503-644-2113. And their mailing address uh, is P.O. Box 86761, and that's Portland, Oregon, and the zip is 97286. And, again, we have all this on the radio page uh, for you and also our, our blog post and things. Um, do you, Are you comfortable telling people if they want a subscription what the cost to that is? And um, it sounds like, you know, online is free, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so, um, Nikki, do you want to answer that? Sure. I would love to talk to people about how uh, <laughs> the, the cost of our magazine, because I think it's I, I, uh, I think it's a well-priced um, uh, product for, for what you get. So, Murder prints quarterly. We print four volumes a year, 32-page ad-free issues for a year for $32 is a one-year subscription. And that comes, um, that includes uh, your shipping costs. So shipping is included in that price. And we also do sell um, if facilities or doctor's offices like you suggested or day centers. Um, we do also offer a bulk rate discount for people that want to order uh, multiple subscriptions. So let's say you wanted to order uh, five subscriptions, so you would get five copies four times a year. Uh, that would be $150, and that's a discount off the the standard rate. Um, mm-hmm. We do, you mentioned the, the free online. We will always offer our very first issue completely free online, so people can get a chance to really get a sense, get a sense of what we're doing. Um, the other volumes, volume one, volume two, uh, and subsequent volumes, uh, we will offer you an eight-page sampler online, but in order to get the entire magazine, you do need to subscribe. Um, we have recently upgraded our website, so now we actually do offer an online-only subscription for people that might not be interested in the print version. So that is $25 a year, and that gives you access to the online version, including the audio and including all of the activity downloads that we offer to our print subscribers. 
Oh, wonderful. That's and we would and Oh, go ahead. Oh, I apologize for speaking over you. Um, and I do actually really appreciate you saying that about the doctor's offices and such. And so if people would like to see their magazine in their care facility where their loved ones are, in a doctor's office, in a beauty salon, um, we would really appreciate uh, you mentioning um, our product to to people because we'd love to really get this in the hands of, of folks. We have found that people that are subscribers really love it are really enjoying it, and uh, we would just like to see it get into more hands because we think it can provide a really good service to this particular community. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm, so- I'm going to just add a little something. Oh, sorry. I'm going to just really quick say uh, we uh, we were really privileged to be on Tipa Snow's show not too long ago, um, and Tipa said, I'll just put a quote in here. Um, she said, I truly believe this is something that's rare and yet much needed. And so we, we thank her so much for that. It, you know, it, it means so much to us to be able to be on your show, to talk with people that are doing this amazing work. But that's what we're here to do as well. And, it, you know, we're not doing our jobs if we can't get this into the hands of more people so mm-hmm. or, or online for more people. So please spread the word. You know, we want to make sure that we can get this out to everybody. We we looked into it. We did a, a huge amount of um, rubric looking through the pricing and stuff to make it affordable. We do ship everywhere in the world. We're shipping, I think, to four different continents right now. Um, there is a little bit of an up additional charge for those because the shipping costs us more, but we'll ship to you anywhere in the world. Um, I want to mention that if you buy a print subscription, that includes an uh, an online subscription as well for all of the content. And then for anybody, we're always going to be putting like a few little extra things online. So be sure and check that out. And then for our subscribers, there's additionally more things. So in our flip book, there'll be sections you can click and that'll take you to extra areas. So you can hear our, uh, the person, let's say we did an interview with who is a musician, then you can hear Tevis Hodge Jr., for example, play. You could see a video of that. You're reading about the wood, the pileated woodpecker. Now you can click over and get more information about that. So there is a lot of additional content available as well online. Um, we do offer uh, bulk subscriptions and you mentioned libraries, for example. Anybody, mm-hmm. any facility, any organization, any, uh, say, even Department of Human Services, anybody that wants to purchase larger amounts, we will offer, you know, we, we have pricing available for, for large, large scale as well. And then mm-hmm. lastly, let's say it's somebody like, you know, you or I, Lori, and we want to send to a friend or family member. And then we think, well, gosh, I'd like to send it to this person and that person. Well, we'll, the five, um, the five issue subscription, and I shouldn't say issue, the buy five or more and get a Mm -hmm. discount, that doesn't have to go to the same address. That can go to Mm -hmm. multiple addresses as well. Okay. So I want to be sure and, and make sure people know that. And then Nikki's put together lots of options online too for people that just want to buy a single. Mm-hmm. Um, a single volume, or they want to buy a two-pack of different, you know, say it's number two and three, um, mm-hmm. or they want to buy a three-pack of one, two, and three. Those are all available online, too. And she just put together some puzzles, so puzzle packs um, and new Wonderful. and improved puzzles as well. So those are all supplemental or different ways that you can can um, access it for yourself or for your loved ones. And as always, let us know what more we can do to be of service. Okay, sounds good. And I was just saying, you know, I looked at you guys on Dementia Map, and I just realized we should probably change under our product section books and magazines and get you listed there versus under Dementia Friendly. I think there's so much under Dementia Friendly that could wash you out um, and people would know for sure that it's a product that they can purchase. Um, So I'll talk with Dave about that. But again, thank you too for all you're doing. It's absolutely fabulous. Again, you can go to their website, uh, Medora Magazine, and and again, just .com, and that's M-I-R-A-D-O-R, Medora Magazine, 
www.thinkingdrugs.com for further information. I want to thank you for the thought that you put into this. Uh, It is incredible. Um, You've really done a a beautiful, beautiful job um, targeting this market and then finding out how expansive the need really is for it. So pass it along, everybody. Don't keep it quiet. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks, Lori LeBay. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.